Welcome everybody, you're on Mind Your Biz, and we have a very interesting clinical psychologist, Dr. Ward. He's also the current host of In The Fix. Welcome, Dr. Ward. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Doing great, man, I'm glad to be here. Excellent, well, you have a great history of working in uh, federal prisons for many years, and you survived. I did, I did, I came out one piece, wasn't so bad. That's amazing, so just give us a little background on your history working in the federal prisons, what the impact it did for you and the impact you had on the um, on the system. Uh, so I grew up in Indianapolis, I grew up in a trailer park, ended up working my way into Duquesne University, uh, got a PhD in clinical psychology. I had done work with uh, teenagers and adults and stuff in the past. My first sort of big job was in the prison. Um, at first I was just there to do clinical stuff and then I ended up running treatment programs for uh, sex offenders and for drug addicts. Um, it was a low security prison, so that's a little bit different. But um, over the sort of over the years, I probably interacted with thousands of guys. And one thing I started realizing was that the problems that they were saying were the same things I was hearing in my private practice. Um, they were presented differently, but the issues were kind of the same, right? And so you have a guy in my private practice whose wife is pissed off because he's not being responsible with his kids. You have a guy in prison who's got eight kids and he's never seen them. It's the same problem. It's just very, very different presentation. Wow. So you've been able to identify tons of really more extreme issues and, and put it into your private practice with people on the outside generally. Yeah. Yep. And both. Yep. They go back and forth. Back and forth. So, I mean, working in, in the federal prison, I mean, that must take some kind of a toll because you're here, you know, you're hearing from some really just kind of deep and dark issues from people with real problems yeah i mean i think that you know when i worked in the um the prison i mean I, for the most part the problems sort of like i said they tended to be about the same but yeah especially when i started working with the sex offender you started seeing sort of an underbelly that you weren't expecting to see you start hearing things you wouldn't expect to hear um and I had been in the prison for a lot. I mean, I worked with, you know, I met plenty of guys who were in for organized crime or for murder and stuff like that. But there was just something a little different about those guys. It just made it a little harder to hear. And so after a few years, I decided since I built my private practice up big enough time to bow out and go to private practice. Now, I'm not going to ask people's, you know, dirty laundry and, 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 and of their problems. But Come since, on. since COVID happened, what are some of the bigger issues like really serious or more common that you're hearing since COVID? Well, to be honest with you, I mean, uh, I haven't heard a lot of differences with COVID. Um, some little bit of kids, maybe kids maybe being a little more anxious about classrooms and stuff occasionally or having to be at home. But I think really what COVID did was it gave people more time together. And so the problems that they already had just got exacerbated, right? And so maybe a guy was having problems with his wife for three years, and then they had to work together for three months. And now it's really, everything really came to a head. Right. So I would say with COVID, what it really did is it put everything under a microscope and put everything in a condensed environment to where things just came to the, it floated to the top quicker. Gotcha. How has your practice changed since COVID? Has it gotten busier, less busy? Yeah, it was a, a strange thing because we see about 400 appointments a week. Um, I personally see about 30, but then I have about 35 contractors who work with me and they see a bunch of people. Um, so right when COVID first happened, you know, when it was going crazy in New York City, it was like a ghost town. Everything just stopped. Everything screeched to a halt. Um, we weren't sure how you were going to, how do you see 400 people if you can't bring them in the office? We weren't really sort of technologically very sophisticated. Um, so we 
in a matter of a week, moved our entire practice virtual um, to where we were seeing four, our numbers dropped because some people didn't want to do virtual and things like that. But overall, uh, we did a little dip and then we came back. We're probably putting up about the same numbers now that we were before, but probably 75% of our virtual numbers. Wow. That's great that you didn't do the, you know, have the drop off that a lot of essentially businesses sustained. So right, right. Uh, now, were you able to be as effective virtually uh, with some of these, you know, issues with people, you know, from them coming in and doing it virtually? Was there a big gap in the effectiveness? Um, well, I think that's probably a matter of debate for other people that like they would probably disagree. But for me personally, um, I think there was a little, I think it depends on the type of person. Right. I think somebody who's intelligent, who uh, sort of is able to process information pretty quickly, I think, does pretty well on tele. Um, the problem is people who aren't quite as intelligent or sort of aren't as quick. Um, I think things get lost in translation. And so sometimes it's hard to explain things to people if they don't quite get it the first time. Or it's also hard to pick up on things like uh, body language. You know, if somebody is in my office and I ask them a question and they pause and look at the floor, I'm going to presume they're probably being maybe deceptive. Maybe they're thinking about it twice. Maybe they're whatever. They do it online. It could just be that it lagged. Makes sense. Right. And so it's hard to make those kind of interpretations. Like, well, you know, it seems like you're taking a lot of long time to answer this question. Person might be like, yeah, because the internet's fucked up. I mean, like, right. So it doesn't always translate exactly. Gotcha. So it almost sounds like you have to put a little bit more effort in observing because virtually you don't see all the body language. I feel like you have to pay attention a little bit more than if they're right there in front of you. Yeah, I think that's probably true. I think you have to listen a little closer for things that, little words that might, sort of might be missed or things that you might not catch in the office. You have to listen a little closer to make sure you hear them online. I think that's true. You probably have some of that. Absolutely. So um, tell me what provoked you to start the podcast because I'm sure you're busy enough. It sounds like, you know, 400 patients a day. That's like, you know, that's wild. Busy is what we do, right? Absolutely. So uh, essentially with the podcast, what I started realizing, like I said before, when I worked in the prison and when I worked with people, I started realizing at the end of the day, people are just people and people generally want the same things, right? They want to be happy and they want to be taken care of. They want the people that they care about to be happy and taken care of. At the end of the day, I think pretty much everybody wants that, right? What I started to realize was the things that were getting in the way of people getting that were really, really common. And so I started seeing and started realizing I'm saying the same thing a lot. And so if I'm saying the same thing to 10 people a week, maybe I should put it on a podcast and say to 10,000 people and save some breath. Makes sense. Do we have the possibility of a book coming out soon? Or because usually I feel like it all starts to culminate where, when you're trying to reach more people and get your message out. Usually it's, you know, podcast and a, a book or some kind of a documentary. Uh, are you culminating all of these things or are you just busy with the podcast and the practice? Uh, right now, just the podcast and the practice. I think uh, I watched your uh, interview with George Lopez. I'm trying to build my one thing. So, you know, <laughs> don't don't get inside his head. He'll mess you all up. <laughs> um, you want to take a challenge with me, my friend? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You've seen the worst of the worst. George, Man, a, alive. George is a great guy. He's, he's, um, so how has uh, your life changed? <laughs> in any way or your practice or anything after the podcast, are you getting some kind of different kind of feedback? Are you getting patients coming to you uh, because of that or? Uh, you know, not yet. I'm literally just launched this week. Uh, so you're the first person I've talked to about it. Um, so I haven't gotten any sort of feedback or traction yet. Um, 
One of the things I hear a lot when I talk to clients, I have clients, you know, usually when people come to me, they come to other places first. Um, and so I tend to be, especially with kids or teenagers, I'm kind of the last stop. But with adults, I hear a lot of times, like I've been to other therapists, but I've never heard it put this way, or I've known this for a long time and I've never heard it said like that. Um, so I'm really just hoping to be able to sort of take that sentiment and put it in a podcast so that other people hear the same thing, right? So other people say, I've never heard it said like that before, but it makes sense. Because at the end of the day, to me, it's, some of this stuff's very simple. It's just, you just have to think of it in the right way, you know? Like, for instance, you know, one of the things that I, that I think, you know, is a kind of the people that I deal with a lot are people who basically think they're special, right? That everybody, everybody thinks they're special, right? Everybody thinks the rules don't apply to them. And, you know, granted, a lot of that foundation was probably laid for me in the prison because all those guys think that they're special, right? But even when you're in private practice, right? So, like, in prison, it looks like someone's special because they try to break the law. In private practice, someone thinks they're special because they don't think bad things should happen to them. Well, why not? Bad things happen to everybody. You're not special, right? So that kind of stuff. So kind of taking those, like I said, that's sort of a very simple thinking error, but it's something that causes people all kinds of problems, right? If you go through life thinking you're special, look out. Right. Someone will remind you you're not pretty quick. <laughs> that's right. Someone honest with you, at least. Yeah. Or somebody who thinks they're more special than you. <laughs> <laughs> Never thought of that. That's funny. A clash of egos, you know Woo. what I mean? There's a lot of that going on lately. That's it. No, I think that's that's really great because there's a lot of people who don't have, I don't even want to call it bravery, but they're scared to really go in and get diagnosed or, or go in and really share their problems. So the podcast to me is just really noble to help a lot of people that have that fear. So I think that's really a great gesture on your part because you don't have to do that. Well, the one thing I would say, too, is I would also say, you know, I don't really consider it self-help, right? I consider it self-improvement because I don't think there's anything wrong with everybody. I think everybody's pretty much fine. There are probably just a few little areas we can make a few tweaks and be better, right? So to me, it's not about you're fucked up and we got to fix you. It's about you're doing your best. Let's see if we can do it a little better. Gotcha. And sometimes it's just those little things that make all the difference. I'm, I'm sure that's, that's right. most of it. Yep, you're right. So when the fix... What makes this a different podcast than the other podcasts that are hosted by psychologists and such? Uh, well, I'd say kind of twofold. One is all my episodes are really brief. I try to keep them at 15 minutes or less, um, really 10 minutes or less if I can, because I've, I've worked with enough people to realize attention spans are pretty short. So if I can get in, get a message and get out, people are much more likely to remember it. And so you shouldn't have to dedicate more than 10 minutes a week to my podcast. Wow. Um, 15 minutes tops. If I get long winded someday. <laughs> right. And so what makes a difference? You can come in, you can hear something at the end of each episode. I'm going to give you two or three specific things you can think about the rest of the week. So I'm going to like, you know, if we're talking about somebody being special, I'm going to ask a couple questions. Like, you know, what, where are areas in your life you think you're special? Where are ways that, you know, this attitude comes out in your life? And then how are ways that you can, you know, challenge yourself or push yourself to be different. So, but at the, so shorter episodes and at the end, I'm going to give you something you can take away and use great. that day. That's great. So you're like the TikTok of uh, psychologists. Yeah. Something like that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> great. So I keep my clothes on. <laughs> Perfect. You're not going to twerk while you're, you're giving <laughs> tips. No, no, God, no, no, God, no. I pay people for that. That's right. <laughs> Oh, funny. Excellent. Well, um, in the fix, uh, now, 
have you ever had any experience with people coming to you with problems in business? Uh, obviously, everything's mostly, you know, I'm sure in their household and such. But does anyone come with you issues to try to really fix their career or their business? Um, yeah, actually, I have a couple of things. One, I'll say, you know, a lot of times when I see business people, um, it's usually because well, it's almost always because things have gotten out of balance, right? People who are driven in business, who are driven to make money, um, you know, it's a strength, but it can also have a downside. The downside is you can tend to get very uh, tunnel vision when it comes to what you want and what you're achieving in life. And sometimes kids and a wife tend to take a second seat to that. So a lot of times when I have business people come in, it's trying to find some balance between how do I stay driven? How do I stay motivated without ignoring my wife and kids, right? So how can I be successful as a father and a husband and as a business person, not just one or the other, right? The other thing I have, uh, I just had this recently, it's kind of weird. I had uh, two business partners contact me and ask me if I would do mediation counseling with them because basically their communication is broken down to the point that they're really at a place where they're either going to um, figure this out or they're going to have to just dissolve the business. Or strangle each other. <laughs> right. But they're in line for a million dollar grant right now, I think, for a research and development grant for their business. And one of the founding partners is you know, really close to turning it down because he doesn't think that they'll be able to come through because they can't work together anymore. And so he, they called me, I've been working with them where you're setting up a meeting, um, really just to sort of improve their communication, lower the temperature, right? Get, get some of the bad feelings out of it. It's not feeling just business, you know, it's remember what we're here for. We're here to make money, not to make friends. So calm down, keep it moving. So, so I do some of that as well. That's pretty interesting. Uh, what's his name? The um, Mr. Wonderful from the Shark Tank has a new show out where that's exactly what he's doing. He's, he's mediating uh, business partners that have problems. So he's trying to take your job. Oh, actually, Watch out. Watch out for the yeah, shark. Yeah. Yeah. I had, uh, had a situation once I had two brothers. They were um, they owned a business together. And one of them was uh, I think it was a photography business or something like that. Uh, but one of them had really weird boundaries. And so he started doing weird stuff like he would uh, he was taking pictures of like, you know, the high school cheerleading team, but would make comments to the girls like, oh, if I was 10 years younger or oh, if you were 10 years older. Right. And parents started going like, what the fuck? Like, why is this guy like saying this stuff? Like he should just be taking pictures. Right. The other brother contacts me and says, hey, will you meet with us? Because this guy's going to run our business into the ground. Like we our dad gave started this business. We took it over. He's going to run it in the ground. And so I did uh, therapy with both of them, actually, and was able to get the brother to understand sort of what he was doing and how detrimental it was. And I don't think he was necessarily like a pervert or an asshole. I think he just didn't understand. Like he just, he was a little fun. He didn't think he, he wasn't as funny as he thought he was. How about that? Right. right. And so when he thought he was being cute or flirty. You know, it might have been funny when you're 25, when you're 55, it looks way different, you know? Wow. Yeah. Some people just don't know what they're doing. They have no clue. Yeah, yeah, no awareness of other people. Yeah, a lot of that narcissistic behavior going around. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So how often do you put out the, uh, In The Fix? I'm going to be putting them out weekly, weekly episodes. Excellent. And they're about 10 to 15 minutes? That's it, yeah. And where, where can the, um, the audience... Now, wait, can the audience call in or, or do they set up an interview with you if they want some kind of resolution with an issue? Not yet. Um, I've been kicking around that idea because I have to kind of figure out how I could do that. Because um, as a psychologist, there's sort of limits to where I can work. You know, I'm licensed in Pennsylvania. So if somebody's calling from New York, it gets tricky, right? Um, 
but I've been talking to a, a lawyer to see if there's any loopholes around that. So can I just have a conversation and not do therapy? Can I, so I would ideally like people to call in, but I'm not quite there yet. Um, as far as where they can get it, um, typical places, Apple, um, Spreaker, um, Spreaker is what's hosting for me. So, well, well, Dr. Ward, man, you, you seem like, uh, you're real knowledgeable. Uh, I like your no nonsense, very real attitude. I think you got the perfect demeanor for, uh, for having a great podcast and uh, there's so much of, of, of you needed and your advice in this kind of environment we're in with the economy and COVID. And it's just, like you said, it exacerbated any existing problems with, with everybody. So I think it's noble. So I can appreciate uh, a professional like yourself doing this. I think it's a great thing for, for really everyone. So um, I definitely, you know, co-sign like, go on in the fix get your quick fix of of, of quick solutions uh it's he's the TikTok of of psychology tips you don't have to sit there for hours and fall asleep uh i think it's a great idea to keep it fast and informative so um give it give it a try everybody in the fix dr ward thanks again uh for coming through and uh letting us mind your biz appreciate it my man all right great meeting you